0: Welcome to better than MJ and Kobe question mark. I'm your host Cthulhu's prodigy alongside me is it's Stitch. We back up in this bitch. Yes we are. New year new dankness
1: on the sports. <laughs> I know y'all been waiting. Yes we've been waiting till too long. We uh, finally got our schedules together. Yep yep. Uh 2016's done we survived so now we're in 2017 we got a lot of good sports stuff to talk about. Hell the fuck yes we do. First of all <laughs> Playoffs? <laughs> uh, yeah. Playoffs? We got the entire picture set up for the, uh, NFL. Everything became official. Actually, before, well, all the teams that were in were in at the end of the uh, the day games. Yesterday. Uh, it was just the seeding, I think, that got determined who won the uh, NFC North. Yep. That was just determined by the uh uh lions packers game just in case uh
0: depending on when you're hearing this this is recorded just before the playoffs begin it begins this
1: saturday yes this is uh we're recording on the monday yep the fresh monday right after so where do you where do you want to start with the uh let's start with the afc okay afc um as no surprise the patriots handled business patriots are going to sit at home chill and relax um and also the other team with the bye is going to be the, uh, Chiefs. the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it's going to make things a little bit interesting. I, I know you being a diehard Raider fan, um, the car injury, which, we, which we'll uh, talk about and get into detail because that happened last week, uh, seemed to have uh, obviously changed what's going on with the Raiders and who they're playing and where they're playing at.
0: Definitely. Uh, they had a chance to control their own destiny. If they won in Denver for that last game of the season, they would have... Had a bye week mm-hmm. and had a home game right. versus uh the winner of the Chiefs versus Miami. Didn't work out that way. There was actually a second injury, not only to Carr, but to McGloin, yeah. who's the backup, bust, yeah. who got hit hard as fuck in mm-hmm. the mouth. Um, So now we got this third string. Connor Cook. Connor Cook don't blame me even though I'm a Raider fan I have no idea who the fuck yeah. he is I never thought I would have to know yeah he's
1: uh, he's I believe he's a rookie right yeah, he? okay I, I know so. he's, he uh did play at Michigan State he was on that um I believe took over the program after uh Kurt Cousins left yep. um he was sort of decent there he had his moments um Michigan State always seemed to have a really good defense so they didn't really have to rely fully on him to just go out and win games but I mean Anytime you have to play your your third-string quarterback, you have to temper your expectations.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, it's way too high of a bar to say for someone who's never started an NFL game to play in the playoffs, on the road, against a good team in Houston. I mean, they've had their ups and downs. There's no doubt about it. But there are no, there are no scrubs down there.
1: It's going to be interesting because uh, sort of uh, – I believe it was a couple of years ago, Houston was kind of in a similar situation where Schaub was unable to play their playoff game. I forget who they played. They might've played like the Bengals or something. Mm-hmm. And um, T they had TJ Yates come in and play. I believe TJ Yates won that game. Yeah. TJ Yates did end up winning that game. So it'll be a uh, sort of a role reversal. Um, I mean, Houston's got its own quarterback situation Definitely. going on, um, but it'll be interesting to see pretty much two, backup quarterbacks with savage versus uh, mcgloin yep. um if he does clear the concussion protocol we'll see how, how that's that a big plays. if oh yeah exactly because um obviously you want your quarterback to be playing and uh, practicing the entire week leading up to a playoff game and um i don't think they're going i mean normal uh protocol you aren't really able to even get on the field and practice till about Wednesday ish and yeah. everything. Um, they make sure that your all your normal senses are working and then that's when you can finally hit the, the field and practice. So it'll be interesting to see if they're going to just roll with Cook, uh, since they can give him a full week of entire game planning and practicing, or if they're gonna let McGloin go in with uh just practicing from Wednesday or Thursday. But, see, here's the thing. Neither one of them has a whole lot of experience. Yeah. Uh, it's still a road game. It's still in the playoffs. I believe Watt
0: is still out. Yeah, now Watt's not Yeah, Watt. Yeah, um, but I'm still... You
1: know, wary. I mean, it's a high expectation. You know, uh, I don't know what the line is exactly for the game, but I saw Raiders were underdogs by three. I think I'd seen on Twitter. That's fair enough. But... That's, that's very fair. I mean, especially I think especially it's at Houston. Normally, uh, if you're not to get all Vegas-y, but normally the home team automatically kind of gets like two points. Yeah, in the playoffs. Their, their formula or whatever uh, algorithm they use. I get that in
0: the playoffs. I completely agree, but. You know, it, it, I'm a fan of this team. They've they've played well. They're, they ended the season 12 and four. Mm-hmm. You know, Carr got them to 12 and three, and I believe, really and truly in my heart of hearts, that game with Denver would have at least been close. Yeah. Had he been in. Yeah. I can't guarantee a win. Denver is still a tough opponent, especially at home. They had nothing to play for but to spoil the Raiders' season, which yeah. is a division rival. That's they're always going to be close, tough games. Right. But Carr has actually played exceptionally well against Denver. Yeah. Even in his, I believe, his rookie season where they were only Mm -hmm. 3-13 two years ago, I believe they beat Denver for one of those three wins. And then, obviously, last season they had uh, uh, some wins against Denver. And this season they beat uh, Denver in Oakland. So he's had some success against Denver despite them being uh, a very uh, tough opponent. But Denver's got to look in the mirror, too. This team missed the playoffs. Uh, they're coming off a Super Bowl. Obviously, Carolina missed the playoffs as well. Yeah. They're coming off the Super Bowl, but, they're you know, NFC, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, they had a disappointing year minus Manning.
1: Uh, I mean, I sort of had my expectations tempered for Denver. I, didn't, I really didn't expect them to make the playoffs. Uh, they sort of got hyped up at the beginning because, I mean, they did beat Carolina, but we saw Carolina was really really shit anyways. Paper Tigers. Yeah. I mean, their defense was – was elite, but I mean, you still need a uh, quarterback play to at least not hamper your defense. Your defense can, I mean, your defense can lead you to two titles and to championships and Certainly. everything, but I mean, you need your defense to not be on the field the entire fucking game and yeah. having a quarterback that can extend drives and not just go three and out um, helps your helps have a successful defense. I mean, last year, Manning wasn't shit. Yeah. We're, I mean, everyone's, wants to have this lore of Peyton Manning like he was he was doing great Manning was bad last year Manning was disgustingly bad he played like shit in the Super Bowl
0: Let, yeah. let's not forget because people do have vague and and inaccurate uh yeah. recollections because yeah. he was the quarterback that was on the winning team that won the Super Bowl he wasn't a Super Bowl MVP no me, it, was, it was Miller by a landslide yeah.
1: Manning was disgustingly bad that that entire season like yeah. Manning wasn't wasn't even a, a good fantasy football option, um, and they really just rode the backs of the defense and hoped that Manning could lead them into the end zone. Which, yeah. I mean, I remember that Super Bowl and Manning wasn't wasn't effective at all.
0: Well, there were fears for most of that game, with the exception of the defense and special teams playing really well, mm-hmm. that they were going to choke again yeah. into the Broncos. But it didn't happen. They did end up winning. Uh, you know, I think coming off a Super Bowl win it's still disappointing to not make the playoffs or have like a winning season. Yeah. But um, I also got to tip my hat. I think the AFC West is one of the toughest divisions, if not the toughest they division. Fi- they finished what? What did Denver finish? I, feel, I believe eight and eight. Okay. Um, But they ran it right to the end. I'll say this. I got to tip my hat. Uh, KC has played extremely well. Yeah. For the last two seasons, they've put up more wins than almost anybody in the AFC with the exception of maybe the Patriots. And, they they never get any love or shine because people expect them to crumble in the playoffs. I don't know whether that will be the case mm-hmm. or not. I can't predict it quite yet because we don't know who
1: they're playing since they have the bye week. Right. But they'll be at home now. They'll be at home. It's a tough place to play in Kansas City. They'll, um, they'll play the lower... I'm sorry. They'll play the higher of the seeds that are advancing. Mm-hmm. So if things, let's say, shape out... uh, Pittsburgh's playing what Miami, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh is playing Miami. Most likely, they'll be playing, I guess, uh, Pittsburgh. I think no, yeah, because New England would be playing the lowest one, mm-hmm. low seeded, which I guess would be the well, they're four. I, I, I'm, I'd have to look at the numbers, but um, I don't think that I mean, I'm not a big Andy Reid fan. Uh, I think Andy Reid sort of he gets his team to the playoffs, they sort of sputter out every year in the playoffs and he was a coach when
0: when McNabb took them that one one that one time to the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna confess I agree with you that he's not elite elite in terms of like he's no Belichick, you know, he's no Tuna, he's no, I'm going to even say put him in the the same level as Harbaugh or uh, Coughlin back in the day, but but I will give credit to him getting his team in position minus a couple of traditional pieces. Like in Philly, they had a very good team. I think almost all of those years they won double-digit games in the regular season, and I believe McNabb, if I'm not mistaken, went to five NFC Championship games. Yeah, only won one of them, to my recollection, because that yeah. would lead them to the Super Bowl. I think right? it was
1: four straight or
0: something like that. I believe – total, I think it was five. Yeah. And that's impressive, even though, you know, Philly fans will always, you know, feel belittled by the fact that they didn't win the Super Bowl, and they yeah. didn't. But going there is, is impressive. We'll see what happens yeah. this year in KC.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have a KC has a really good advantage. I mean, they play in that that great in Arrowhead, which uh, is a great wow. home field advantage. Uh, they they're they're not a uh, domed team, so they're not protected by elements. I mean, it, when it's cold there, it's cold, and it'll it affects people. And Kansas City knows how to how to play in that environment, and it's one of the great home field advantages in the NFL.
0: I'm going to say this because I see a lot of KC games watching the AFC West a lot. They don't make many mistakes. Yeah. That's the thing about Kansas City. They're going to be consistent. They're not going to turn the ball over. Uh, They may run effectively. And, you know, they will keep the clock going. And you're not going to get, I think it's almost impossible to expect Alex Smith to throw for three touchdowns in a playoff game. Uh,
1: Yeah, Kansas City is not a team that, that is built on being able to come back. They're more of a, uh, we're going to grind it out and it's going to come down to last possession. Uh, we're going to win 1710. Uh, I don't think they want to get in a shootout with anybody. No. They want a nice defensive, even though that this Tyree Hill guy is just balling out of control and they have a real playmaker. Uh, it reminds me a lot of like Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, not to say like he's a bootleg version to Sean Jackson, but um uh, I mean, just sort of coming out of nowhere and being able to just return punts, take it to the house on a slant, go even run like a, a sweeper reverse. Tight end, Kersey, too. Ker- yeah, uh, uh, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a beast. Um, and Alex Smith just knows how to play relatively smart. But we've seen it with Alex Smith before. When they need to air the ball out, it's not really his it's game. thing. Not his uh, game is all- I will say this though: going still sticking with the
0: AFC, we have Miami and the Steelers. Um, I don't believe in Miami going into Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, again, open weather, no, no dome. I don't believe in Miami going in and winning this game. Right. I just it's, don't.
1: Um, I saw a report this morning saying that I guess they're at Tannehill might practice this week. So we'll see if he's going to go out there and play. I mean, that'll make a, a huge difference if he is. But, I mean, you're still going to Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger plays great at home yep. uh they rested uh a lot of their key people uh, yeah for the last few yeah getting ready for it so we'll see how that plays out and if uh, Mike Tomlin has got his team ready i know everybody wants to give credit to
0: like Dallas and everything um i believe at the end of the day talent for talent the best one two punch in the league offensively is still bell and brown yeah and until i see somebody truly stop both in a game, especially at home, yeah, you know, not in the in September, not in early October, but late in the season, until I see both of them get stopped by the Pittsburgh Steelers or for the uh, Steelers, I'm picking them.
1: Yeah, they're all healthy: uh, Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. Uh, that's a that's a three three headed beast that you have right there. I mean, well, and just for. Further evidence. If you saw on Christmas
0: Day, yeah, what Brown did, mm-hmm. three men on him, yeah. flexing on these hoes, <laughs> pushing the ball past the end yeah. zone on that go-ahead score that they needed. He wanted it. I mean, Brown just wants it better or yeah. more than anybody else out there. And he's stronger than he looks and faster than he looks, and he just executes. Yeah. And then Bell. There is no telling if he's going to rush for just 120 or (laughs) if
1: if he's going to go for 200 on you. And he's a a great receiver. So he's he's a a great threat uh, out of the backfield running the ball and pass catches. What I would like to see, if I
0: was going to predict the AFC, I'd like to see the matchup of New England and Pittsburgh again. Oh, of course, yeah. For the AFC championship in Foxborough. As, you know, coming down to the wire, maybe even an OT. I don't know. It would be a coin toss. But I think both of those teams are
1: talented enough to win the AFC. Yeah. it's It really sucks that – and I, I have a bad feeling that this whole Gronk thing is really going to fuck up the Patriots, uh what they got going on. But they do, there just doesn't seem to be a team in their way that would – stop them from getting to the actual Super Bowl. I think Pittsburgh has the best shot, but I think they can still sort of coast to the Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken,
0: they did play each other early in the season when the Patriots did win,
1: I believe. Uh, right? For um, Patriots versus... Steelers did yeah. Yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, that was a game where uh, Pittsburgh kept trying to go for two every yeah. time and failed like three straight times, and they got close in the end. And had they not been going for two... They wouldn't need to bug in on this crazy last-minute drive. Well, and also, don't forget, though, Bell was not in because he was on that suspension, wasn't he? No, no, no. This was a couple weeks. This was like uh, oh, I'm
0: I messing up. I'm I messing this up. This was
1: maybe around uh, – Was Bell back for that? Yeah, Bell was back for Okay. That, if I remember. Yeah, no. Yeah, they had an entire healthy team because uh, – no. Damn it. I'm getting the Cowboy game confused. Yeah, I'm thinking the Cowboys versus the fucking uh, Steelers was with the one where they kept going for two points.
0: Okay, so it was towards the middle of the season, and they lost 27-6 okay.
1: to the Patriots. Um, and I'll look up later whether Bell okay. was in or not. Yeah. Because but- Bell was gone for the first three games of the season, I believe, serving as suspension, first two or three games. I was getting the, the Cowboy game, the Cowboy Steeler game was the one where they kept going for two, and yeah. uh, it was a crazy little finish at the end. Yeah, so that's the AFC. I
0: mean, yeah. it's—I won't say it's anybody's conference to win. I'm—I'm I, I'm believing it's either New England or Pittsburgh. Um, one injury, one play can decide it. Yeah. Um, Kansas City would have to show me something, you know, yeah. in order for me to believe in them. Although I don't take them out of it because they're a very good football team that doesn't
1: make mistakes yeah I don't I and honestly I don't even have an interest in too much watching the AFC games this week Uh, we'll see what goes on next week with AFC but um, as we will discuss with the NFC it seems to be much more compelling interesting matchups and I think there's one sort of Game of the, uh, I guess, of wild card weekend that I'm interested in watching. Which is? And that would be um, Giants Packers. Mm. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan. I have a Giants uh, little Facebook profile picture because I lost a bet (laughs) with a Giants fan. Um, But these two teams have history and the Giants seem to. Always oh, seem to get the Packers number. It's at Green Bay. It's at Green, yeah, it's at Green Bay, and I, I wish I had the actual history for the last couple times that they played, but I, I know the Giants haven't had issues with going to Green Bay and winning there um, with this Rodgers-led team.
0: Rodgers has had trouble in the playoffs of late, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He was supposed to be out of it this year. They were supposed to have a disappointing losing season yeah. early on. You know, I can't remember their exact record, but they were they were in trouble. Oh
1: yeah, they were in trouble because right off the bat, that's when Minnesota jumped out to be five and zero or six and zero. Yeah, And then uh, the Lions were were doing their thing, and the Packers were kind of struggling. They weren't able to fire on all set. Their offense was looking plain and flat. And uh, Rodgers pretty much came out and says, I, "I think we we can run this table," and yep. he called the shot. He really did. Yeah, because he was in the media letting folks know, "Hey,
0: shut the fuck up! I know what I'm doing." Basically, and people are like, "I don't know, Rogers. You may (laughs) not have it.
1: You ain't got got it like you used to." Right? He's right up in the mix. Yeah, and uh, especially because then they have sort of a makeshift running game going on. They have Ty Montgomery right there now, who's running the ball. But I mean, Eddie Lacy uh, gone, overweight, not productive. Are you gonna have a 300 pound running back? Uh, He's he's ridiculous he, he really is i mean a fullback i could understand yeah but he's bigger than your lineman. like what the fuck yeah he and he's he, he's gone because i think he's a he's a, supposed to be a free agent this upcoming year he's gone then they had uh james starks who sometimes he, he's he's serviceable mm-hmm. uh but i believe he got injured in like a freak sort of car accident so they put in Ty montgomery who was a, pretty much a makeshift receiver they had him going in at, at running back, and he's, he's been doing the job, which I think really helps out Rodgers because obviously it's a he's a you want to use his arm, and he can catch out the backfield, uh, obviously because he played wide receiver. Yep, and uh, he complements Rodgers really, really well. It gives him much more of a uh, explosive, much more of an explosive offense. I mean, they obviously have Rodgers, uh, Devonte Ad. I mean, I Rod- oh Richard Rodgers is tight end, um, Devonte Adams. Cobb, who's sort of fallen kind of quiet, but Jordy Nelson's been an absolute beast in the second half of the season. Yeah. during this run. They missed him last year when he was injured. Yeah.
0: Um, I will say this. I know you're not a Giants fan. The Giants have impressed me um, quite a bit. Because remember, again, big media spotlight in yeah. New York City. Um, all the stuff with Odell and Eli, because mm. Eli was asleep at the
1: fucking wheel earlier this season. Eli's still halfway asleep. Well, I think it's defenses and us. What's the scary part is it's always their defense that leads on these fucking playoff runs. Definitely. It is. This is not a traditional year. I will no doubt say that,
0: but at the same time, when the lights are the brightest, I've seen them play in some big games and get some W's and those, that sweep of the Cowboys should raise some fucking eyebrows. You never know. This is still, and I know Eli has his haters and his detractors. Sometimes I'm one of them. He's still won two Super Bowls. Yeah. So even he's able to, at times, ignore his track record, ignore the last pick he threw, ignore the last fumble or whatever the fuck
1: happened, yeah, and get it done and execute. And you're like, holy shit, is that Eli? With with uh and I just to go even go back on the defense. I mean, we look at week seventeen, they play a Redskins team that needs to win to get in. The Giants mm-hmm. are essentially playing for nothing. They have the division locked up. Everything's already determined for them. And they sort of shut them down. And Washington's had a really good offense uh this entire season. They go in there with nothing to play for except for just bragging rights on the road at FedEx Stadium and they win the game, which I think is very telling because the Giants Know how to ramp it up for the playoff. Uh, even going back to the year where they played the Patriots uh, in that undefeated season the Patriots had, two weeks before that season ended, they pushed the Giants. Uh, they pushed the Patriots to like a last minute sort of win that the Patriots had to really earn to get uh, to keep their sixteen and zero season. And when they met in the playoffs, they they ended up beating them. And it, it's that defense that just seems to just know what to do, how to play playoff football.
0: I'm going to go out on the limb. This is before the playoffs, so don't you hit
1: me up on Twitter and talk
0: shit in a couple of weeks, because I could be fucking wrong, but I don't care. I'm going to go out on the limb, and I put the Giants beating the pack, oh, man! and I put the Giants eventually playing in the NFC Championship game against the Cowboys.
1: I really don't want that to happen. That would be a, a disaster for me, because I just don't want to see Eli get close there, because then we're going to have to hear, where is Eli rank in terms of all-time greatness bullshit or whatever? That's only if he wins a ring.
0: Right? Yeah. I think that, if he gets a third ring, because so few quarterbacks can brag and say, I've won three yeah. championships, especially for the same team, Um, he does go into a different stratosphere. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not going that far. I'm pumping the brakes on that. But I am saying they could easily... Not easily. It's going to be a tough game, but they could go to the NFC championship game.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't believe in these Falcons. <laughs> I, I just don't, God. I, I don't believe in any Atlanta team. Let me just put yeah. that out there. Flat out. It's a terrible sports city. It's a fun town for freak <laughs> It's a fun town for it. It's a terrible sports town. I think Matty ice is a very good QB. I'm not taking anything away from him. Um, And I think they have some great Julio and they have some great receivers and offensively, and they can do some things in a dome,
1: perhaps. And they do have the number two seed in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, I need Atlanta needs to show me before I um, get attached to what they're doing. But I mean, to me, if I was voting, Ryan's got the MVP vote, Matt Ryan. Uh, What did they finish? What did they finish? Did they get 11 wins or or was it? I'd have to sort of pull it up. But, I mean, they they did have a little bit of a struggle situation uh, towards the end or near the end part of the season where Tampa Bay was uh, looks like they were going to try to snatch the division from them. Um, But they were able to finish strong and lock up that NFC South. Um, But uh, Matt Ryan's been playing lights out when he needs to. Uh, They've had some tough opponents. They've had to uh, play against Seattle um, Arizona, Arizona was a mess, but... 11-5, and five, so very good year. Mm-hmm. Just to, sorry, to pick Not it back yet, on so. you. They did lose to the Chiefs.
0: No shame in that. The Chiefs are a very good team. They lost to the Chargers. Yeah, uh, they no, lost no. to Seattle. That was a bad
1: loss against the Chargers. The Seattle one, I believe it was at Seattle. What was the score now? It was at
0: Seattle, 26-24, very close oh, yeah. game. And then they did lose their opener against the Bucks. Okay. So um, I, I, I can hear you on... The Falcons, um, you know, I don't want to be too much of a creature of the moment when you talk when I talk about the NFC and say that it
1: has to go to Zeke or it has to go to Prescott. I think those two are going to pull votes from each other. I, that's and you sort of have that question of like who is who is it really? They, I mean, to me, I think Zeke is more valuable than Dak because I mean, essentially, I think Roma. I, I think Rome was the best quarterback in Dallas still, but Ooh, right, right now, not ignoring previous years. You're saying right now in 2016, you give him the nod over Prescott. Yeah. I, it's I one of the one times, I mean, we, we will, we'll touch on Dallas before okay, we get to on, head, Let's take us oh, stay, stay on it. <laughs> um, but I mean, Atlanta's got the offensive weapons, uh, they have Devontae Freeman, who's a great running back. They can spell him with Coleman, who's who's able to uh, pound the rock, catch the ball. Um, and Julio, Julio's people sort of get caught up in the whole Odell uh, Antonio Brown debate, but Julio's Julio's a beast. Julio's a monster. Uh, he does get nicked up and banged up occasionally. With uh, it's always something like a toe or. Or something sort of tweaks, but he, he's got the bye week too. Yeah, to get healthy. Yeah, he can dominate. I mean, he can put up easy 190 something yards receiving and he'd go up and catch the ball and just take it to the house. So Julio uh, is is a monster in his own way. So I, I think Atlanta, if they can uh, come out and not be shaken by the by the big stage and and Ice Matty Ice uh, doesn't they throw those killer interceptions that he used to do in like catch yep. moments.
0: Yep,
1: Atlanta could give people some problems. I could see them winning a game. I'm, I'm not going to discredit them mm-hmm. with
0: that, you know, or be disrespectful to them in, in that way. But um, I hear you on Zeke giving, getting a slight edge mm-hmm. over Prescott in terms of some numbers or whatever. I think right now, though, Prescott is the clear choice for, for Dallas, giving him the best chance. I mean, oh I mean Romo's had his day, man.
1: He had I mean, his get... day
0: without – Zeke. He's had his day without Zeke, but don't ever tell me that the Cowboys have not had a talented O-line receiving core, one of the best tight ends in football. I mean, you can't tell me he, uh, Romo, over these last 10 plus years, hasn't had extremely talented offensive roster.
1: I, I agree. I just, there's nothing that Zeke is doing that makes me think that Romo cannot do the, from what I'm seeing. I mean, the results, yeah, he's getting wins, yeah, he's getting wins, but is he, he's, he's not impressing, he's not doing anything that makes me say, Romo couldn't do that. Like Romo, I will tell you, for me and my money, again, I'm not a Cowboy
0: mm-hmm. fan, nor am I a super Cowboy hater. I don't even, I watch the AFC more than the NFC, but I do mm-hmm. pay attention to big games. Romo, over the years, has been prone to have extremely amazing games, 400 yards, four TDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, much like Eli, that we give some shade to throw a bunch of picks, okay. have some inopportune fumbles, find ways to lose games when the ball has been in his hands in big moments. But yeah, And I have not seen that. Not that I'm trying to overhype Prescott. I have not seen this boy crumble. I don't want to call him a boy, but I have not seen this young man Crumble yet All right, well
1: under extreme pressure, playing in Dallas as a rookie. Well, I mean, the offense went through that inept stage uh, against the Giants, and I forget who they played either before or directly after that, where their offense was was struggling. People are like, uh you got Romo standing standing around." Which, I mean, we haven't seen. I mean, it's a big stage, and you know? we can say a, a lot about Romo. The, this whole narrative about Romo can't perform in the clutch, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we haven't seen Dak even do anything in a playoff game. No, we, we haven't. He's never been in a playoff situation. In Dallas, lights are on. Uh, you're, you're, and the way it's shaping out, they're gonna they're gonna be playing an elite quarterback, uh, an elite. Offense, unless they get uh, Seattle, which Seattle's got sort of their issues. I don't expect Detroit to. Uh, no, Detroit. To Detroit yeah. I
0: I hear you. I do. But we can't ignore fairly recent history with Dallas playing eight and eight ball, missing the playoffs with Roma healthy a few times. I, it we was a different team. Different team. Tyron, that That beast, Tyron Smith. Different team. Different year. Totally hear you. I'm just saying you better not say that a team that basically has run everybody with the exception of the Giants, the entire year they have dominated, with the exception of the, the, the Giants sweep. Zach's been at the helm. I can't I can't dismiss that, you know, and say that he's
1: Can Romo dot hand the ball off to Zeke? He, uh, I want to be careful. Can Romo not throw I the want, ball to Dez?
0: I want to be careful with my words. He can, and in addition to that, Romo can also have inopportune fumbles to Zeke, and he can also throw picks that are not Dez's fault. You know what I mean? I, you know what it is? It, it's like this I put Prescott, even though I think he has a high, a, a high margin of optimistic years ahead of him and he's still a rookie and I put that I want to temper expectations I put him around that Alex Smith level in his rookie year which is a good sign because he makes very few mistakes and I like my rookie quarterbacks to throw less picks have less fumbles manage the game a little bit yes it's easier for him with a great offensive line and a great running back but I like the fact that he's not making mistakes. I put that over the 500
1: yards Mm to pick games. Well, I think you need to be able to make plays in the playoffs. And I don't know if Dak can create his own play. So uh, let me, let me make sure I understand you. Are you telling
0: me Prescott chokes in this divisional or that after the bye, whoever they play, you're foreseeing, Regardless, win or lose, him playing poorly in Big D.
1: That's that's what you're really saying. I'd have to see who the opponent is because they would be the top seed, so they'd play the least one. So it would be the loser – I mean, the winner of, what, Seattle Seattle game and then the – who's other NFC game? So you have the Giants and the Green Bay. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, I'm not saying they will win per
0: se. Are you predicting them to go to the NFC championship game? I don't, but I don't see Prescott playing poorly. When I say poorly, let me just clarify that. I'm not seeing him throwing two picks with a fumble. I'm not seeing him, um, especially in the fourth quarter, throw a pick.
1: I I don't. I don't think he's. And you know what? I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I don't don't think he's gonna be effective. I don't think. And we're gonna see. We're gonna watch on Twitter. We're gonna watch this buzz starting uh, when they when they start struggling on offense. Uh, when when all of a sudden they don't they've been going three and out the first three drives or something they're gonna okay. be like uh we got Tony Romo over there Tony Romo know how to throw that rock or, or sling it if they get down by by ten points by okay. fourteen against like an Aaron Rodgers team and uh, oh shit uh this uh, feed Zeke might not work because clock's ticking I, I think we gonna we're gonna see um uh, the the whispers start to become some uh. Some verbal verbalization. We we heard that since week one, though. I'm just saying, I've heard for
0: 17
1: weeks in a row. You don't, yeah, but when it's 60 (laughs) minutes for the rest of your season, as uh, they say, (laughs) 60 minutes for the rest of your life, uh, I I just think it's going to be bad. I I think, and I I have nothing against uh, Prescott. I just, I think that, um, and it's such a weird position because Dallas doesn't really have an option. If they pulled the plug on Dak, it would be crazy. A crazy move. But sometimes you gotta be crazy like a fox. And I probably, I would have put Romo in. I, I think they should have been grooming Romo to get back into the fucking spot. I think Romo would win the game. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? And I think okay. they are going to see a lot of people defending the Cowboys reason to keep Dak Prescott out there when he finishes going uh, 17 for 32 with 170 yards and an interception. Okay. And Dez Bryant ain't got no catches. And Dez Bryant looking frustrated as fuck because you need to get the ball to Dez. We shall see. We
0: Remember uh, that you said this. Um, real quick, while we're on Dallas, Zeke won the rushing title by 300 plus yards. hmm <laughs> I, I just want to reiterate, we have not seen this level of rookie running back in a while. I think he's the, the real deal. I don't think there's any debate about that. I think Zeke is that
1: dude. Zeke's good. Um, <laughs> really? He's good. But, I mean, the closest, let me just quote specifically, sixteen
0: hundred thirty-one yards in his rookie year. Jordan Howard on Chicago, which is an ain't shit ass fucking team. Yeah.
1: Had 13-13. Okay. That's a wide berth. Yeah. Let, let us let us not forget Adrian Peterson was a man when he came in this fucking league. And he didn't have the offensive line that fucking Dallas had. I'm talking 2016. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm just saying. We, you just say we haven't seen that talent in a while. In a while. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. It, let's not live in a prisoner moment. Adrian Peterson. He's not on Adrian Peterson level. Wait. Wait, 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 when we're talking about, I'm saying, in a,
0: I'm saying in a while we haven't seen this type of running back performance from a rookie, you're going back all the way a decade plus ago How to Adrian it? Peterson. Adrian Peterson been in the league wait. <laughs> in 11 years, 12 years, whatever it is, he's no spring chicken. Okay. So when I say a while, I'm meaning maybe the last five to eight years or so. I agree Peterson was a beast and to a certain extent still is minus his latest injury, but this guy won it by 300 yards
1: in his rookie year. Okay, he's okay. I mean, we, if we want to talk about, I mean, David Johnson was a beast last year in his rookie year doing it all. I mean, impressive. No doubt about it. I'm more impressed with Zeke. I uh, mean, we, we were t- saying, giving whispers about Todd Gurley last year being a beast uh with the season he put up on the, on the ancient rams i mean obviously we saw that the rams he was he was unable to overcome with the the fucking rams horrible ass o line this year but i mean he's got an amazing offensive line where i think if you plugged it i mean he's a he's an is an he amazing, not legit?
0: so are are, are
1: are you saying zeke is fraudulent is that what i'm really i'm hearing? not saying fraudulent i'm just saying if you were to plug in david johnson behind that line are we? Are would he not put up similar stats if we were not putting Todd Gurley? Are you are you saying talent for talent? You just plug and play whoever behind that line. We're not going to see similar I stats. I don't think you have sixteen thirty-one.
0: I I don't with any other rookie at, at their rookie year. Okay. Over the last seven years, any any running back in the National Football League, you take their rookie season. I don't think they put up 1631 even with this offensive line like Zeke did. That's not to say that you might not have a few of the best of the best that put up 1,400. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. But 1631 is an impressive performance given – because, you know, you gave more credit to Zeke than Zach. Yeah. Given you have a rookie QB as well right. means that you can put eight men in the box – sometimes nine men in the box, and dare
1: Dak to throw it. See, that's a problem. See, that's the problem with this that philosophy is that they still have Dez Bryant. You can't put eight, nine in the box. Has Helena, Dez had an off year? Yeah. I, think, I, I think he's had a subpar Des year this year. Oh, and I think that's because of the quarterback situation. You, I mean, you're taking it in terms of passing talent and everything. And, and obviously, Romo's a much better passer than Dak in terms of being able to throw the ball, make your reads and, and be accurate. Romo is light years ahead of Dak. And even with the chemistry, you, you, these two didn't get an off season to work together. I agree. I'll put an asterisk on that though. I have to keep going back to that.
0: Romo will still give you inopportune fumbles and interceptions. He has shown that over the course of his career. And he has led some teams to eight and eight records and seven and nine records, you know, with, the, with that were talented. Maybe not this talented, but good enough teams, even in his own words, to have a ten and six, 11 and five season, where some of those games were literally on Roma.
1: And it's so funny because I have I have a lot of Calaway fans on like my Facebook that'll be quick to you know, oh we did, we didn't boys blah 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 and. They'll be like, oh, whatever. They'll throw some shade at Dez. But I didn't hear anything last week when Dez was fucking going off, throwing the ball to Witten and shit, and and, and just going balls out. Like, people forget that Dez Bryant is is a fucking amazing fucking athlete talent. No shade to Dez whatsoever. He's
0: incredible. You also have a Hall of Fame tight end in Witten. Uh,
1: we— Oh, 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 we're not we're not willing to go there. I don't think he's Hall of Fame. I think he's all very very good consistent. I don't think he's not getting in first ballot. I don't, and he's one of those people where he's been consistent for so long, yeah. And he's got really good stats, but I was he was he, at any point in the in the in his career, I wouldn't say he was the best tight end in the league. I'd say over the course of his career. You're going to put him
0: in the top three tight ends behind like Gronk and
1: Gonzalez every year, year after year for a decade plus. So essentially he was the, I mean, Gates also. So he was essentially the fourth best tight end. Well, Gonzalez has been retired for
0: quite a few years now. Yeah. So with, with Gates and with Gronk, you know, and obviously Gronk is a little bit younger. He's been the top three tight end in the entire, regardless of conference, for probably when it's all said and done, about 15, 15 16 years. That's imp- to me, that's impressive. He's one of those names uh, synonymous with great tight ends, like the Shannon Sharp, like the, the Gronk when it's all said and done, uh, you know, like the Gonzalez. Maybe not better than those guys, but we're right in the conversation. When you look at numbers and whatnot, wouldn't, wouldn't still scrub by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. it. it, mm.
1: but go back, go it and he's he's, he's, he's going to, he's going to have to sort of get in on, a. I wouldn't say a fully weak ballot, but I think him playing in Dallas does help. Um, but even, and I was looking at, at the hall of fame, I guess, nominees, the finalists, uh, Yesterday I saw that, but someone like even like Edron James came up, and I was like, I don't even know if Edron James is going to get in on first first yeah. ballot. Edron James is really fucking good. Do you remember when he came into the league? If I'm not
0: mistaken, he led the league in rushing. Oh yeah, for his he was a, year, year. was a
1: beast as a rookie coming in. Also, and had, I will never forget
0: this. He had the fucking audacity to say they told me the NFL would be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and he just laughed with his gold fucking teeth and his dreadlocks. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing I can say about Edron James besides this guy is a fucking beast. I, I hear you wholeheartedly. It's an argument for another day when it yeah. comes to Hall of Fame ballots because Whitney's still doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying, if not great, great, he's very good okay. and very consistent for years. But we will see with Dallas. I mean, yeah. some people are skeptical. Most of that skeptical, suspect Dallas Cowboy, um, you know, besides for, from the fans, but yeah. like for people who aren't fans, uh, mentality that you have is based on, if you really go back to it, mm-hmm. Romo's deficiencies and failures through some years. That's where it really stems
1: from, more than anybody else. But we shall see. Yeah. Romo's almost not the starting QB. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I just just a to quickly touch before we move on. I looked up Dez's stats. He did have a really really down year. Uh, he only played in 13 games. Um, I sort of just sort of slipped by me because I didn't really have any him on any fantasy teams this year. Really, yeah. Um, he only played in 13 games. Um, his and the, the number that really stands out to me. He does have eight touchdowns, which is that's impressive. It's pretty impressive. He has his highest yards per reception this year, so it, it shows that he's. His catches that he's our catch-in, they are catching, they're bombs yeah. and everything for him to have such a high um, catch uh, re- per reception. And his uh, catch percentage is at a um, record low, mm-hmm. which um, sort of ties into, I guess you can say, that the accuracy um, in terms of his targets and his actual being able to have catchable balls. It's at 52.1%. Um, and his year last year was, was lower, but he was, that was his year where he was injured driven nine, but normally he's up right around in the in the sixties, mid sixties with his cash percentage, but he's down to 52. So I, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, and especially if uh, they have to play at Seattle where um, they did beat Seattle earlier in this year, but um, it, it's, it's I'm looking forward to to watching a lot of the NFC playoff yeah. games. I, I, I'm with you. I'll
0: watch certainly both. Um, The truth will be told, the playoff time is here. This is literally one of my favorite times of year Mm -hmm. um, because you have meaningful games, you know, for football. Uh, There's been a lot of chatter all year long. We've talked about it, about the NFL ratings being down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The playoffs should change that. Um, I think it's a good list of contenders this year. I don't think the NFL is down when it comes to talent, uh, at least for the playoffs, and we shall
1: see. Uh, any other thoughts as we segue away from uh, NFL? I didn't know if you wanted to uh, go into our, our little QB. Oh, yeah. Especially we've been. Uh...
0: Yeah, so we, we've, we've been having disagreements because we don't always agree on Kobe better <laughs> than Dan Kobe, period, or question mark. Um, I quoted Stitch and uh, Professor Dankenstein earlier in the year, before the year even started, uh, as saying that they, uh, they thought that Luck was a better quarterback than Carr. Um, and I stand by my feelings at the beginning of the season, uh, and obviously Carr got injured late in week 16 or whatever. against yeah. that win against Indy, but I think Carr is just a better quarterback than Luck. Both good. Both very good to a certain extent, but I just I think that Luck, while he's gone to the playoffs... He did not go this year. He's won playoff games. He's won playoff
1: games. I, I will give you that. Jeez. He's thrown a lot. Of, he throws a lot of picks. So, I mean, okay. Brett Favre threw a lot of picks. He's the career pick and, thrower. And I'm not a, a Favre, I mean, guy. I'm last Favre guy. I'm guy. I, I am not a Favre guy because,
0: for me, picks demoralize not only your offense, but your defense, mm-hmm. you know, because they got to go back out there again Um and basically, try to save you from your own errors and mistakes. I hear you on him being very good, and I hear you on him not having as much talent this season to a certain extent. But man for man, this is a third year quarterback in car who went from three and 13 to seven and nine to 12-3. and I'm not putting that last loss against Denver since he didn't play in that game at all on his resume. And he's taken a franchise that has done nothing but struggle. I've been a Raiders fan all these years, but done nothing but struggle Um, since the Jack Del Rio years, these last two years, put him on his back, won more games, like game-winning drives, uh, and just been dominant. I, I I can't say
1: enough about how impressed I am with Carr. Your homerism is just bleeding through. Uh, Silver and black, sca- right? scared money don't make no money. So you got you got to be able to throw the, you got to be able to sling the rock and everything. Luck can sling the motherfucking rock. Now we want to talk. You you acted like first of all, we just gonna take him raw person for raw person. Go ahead. Carr is good. Carr is not fucking luck in any way, shape, or form. He is not. He, what are you comparing, though? Let, just, let, just to clarify for our audience, are you
0: comparing all five years of Lux's career versus three years of cars? Is that what you're doing? Essentially,
1: what you are doing is you are taking this one season from Car and you are magnifying it into. I'm looking at three. I can look at three seasons. You're talking if you're ta- and you, you cite this. Oh, he brought him from uh, whatever record to this record. Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen to seven and nine last seven, year. Okay. To twelve and three. Okay, so when luck in season one brought a Colts team that was two and fourteen mm-hmm. to eleven and five in one season, that's more impressive in one season than that three year transformation that that with being the pressure being the number one guy replacing a Hall of Famer, all time great quarterback in Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and did it all in one season. Took his team to the playoffs. Has won playoff games. Let a uh, playoff game come back against uh, Kansas City where they were down huge. Let's look, a monster. Luck's a better passer than Carr. He's a better athlete. He's more, athlete. Okay. He's a, he's a more, he's more mobile. He's tougher. He's tougher. He's okay. to- Last year, Kidney's pretty fucking tough. I mean, Carr's going out there, lowering the boom on motherfuckers. I mean, I mean uh, Luck is going out there, lowering the boom on motherfuckers. Uh, not scared of anything. Not scared of throw it, not scared to lower the shoulder and the linebackers. And he's been playing like this since day motherfucking one. On the big stage, in the orange bowl. Uh just we're going back to college though. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying this guy he's pedigree quarterback. This guy <laughs> is this is who you want to be leading the franchise. He is borderline elite in that top tier. Do you have Rogers, Brady, and even though I'm not a fan of Breeze Breeze is at that bottom part of that top tier. The person knocking on that door is luck. Luck is the next step down from that. And it's and it's only because he's young. He and if the Colts would do anything right and put like an offensive line around him which which Carr has been blessed because cars o-line is Leaps and bounds, light years better than we're saying that last year, nor with the, the year before that. But go ahead. It, 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 it's it's light years better than than anything the Colts have had. And It's been well documented that the Colts don't care about offensive line.
0: Magically, in year three, we're saying that they have the best offensive line in the, in the entire world. But go ahead.
1: He was. I mean, Carr's been able to, to lead it without having a line, and I mean, with getting his kidney blown up and and all kinds of shit taken and making uh your. T-, T. Y. Hilton, the, the top receiver in the, in, the, in the league at this this point, Carr um, is good. He is not on lux level. Like we are, we are elevating, and you're looking at the record that the Raiders have, which is a team. They have a better team than the Colts do. That's there's no denying. They have they have a functional running game. They don't have a running back that's 32, 33 years old. No, they have two elite two great wide receivers with Amari Cooper, who's really young. They have Michael Crabtree, who's, who's an amazing uh, pro veteran who can catch as arguably one of the best hands in, in college football. I mean, in uh, the NFL. And they, they have a, a defense with, with Mac uh, going, ca- causing problems and, and hell, they have a young core of, of, in a functional franchise for once the Rangers do. The Colts have this fucking drunk pill popping, uh, GM owner guy Ursa. who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> no, my favorite thing about Ursay is he still
0: talks shit about Manning. You yeah, know, the, the only quarterback who's actually won him a Super Bowl, but I'm not throwing as much shade at luck as I am praising who Carr is. And you can talk about these tools that Carr has, the o and the running game and Amari and Crabtree um, Carr has led and both inside the locker room and I, He gets his team. You're in the locker room now, yeah. I'm in the locker room, hey, in the locker
1: room. Me, room? me and Romanowski. It was Carr the one that that uh was making those fourth down decisions. And, yes, oh, Del Rio, Rio called the
0: shots in, in conjunction with Del Rio. They worked together, but Carr was saying, you know what, I'm gonna flex nuts out here. And it literally, that's why I put the game-winning touchdowns. That's a lot of speculation. Got game-winning <laughs> touchdowns because most of the time, you could say the Raiders are this great team and 12-3, blah, blah, blah. The, their, most of their games, if you look back at their schedule, even going back to last year, the 7-9 and nine year, where people were still anti-Raider or whatever, the games were close. All of them came within a play or two in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. The difference between last year's team – uh, seven and nine in this year's 12 and four winning team was nothing but a few fourth quarter plays with the ball in his hand. Oh, that sounds like horseshoe and hand grenades. Hey, all I know is Carr will get deservedly so more MVP votes this year than luck. Um, he has impressed the league. He's going back to the Pro Bowl. And I think that. Carr is a virtual stud out here. The only team in the AFC that had his number and that he lost to when going up against was the Kansas City Chiefs, a great team and organization that is going to host a playoff game. And I said AFC. In the NFC, they lost to the number two seed in the NFC. That's it this year. That's about as impressive for a third-year quarterback as you're going to find in the league. Now, I would love for him to be in the playoffs. I think, truth, truth be told, as I said at the very beginning, Carr healthy in that Denver game. I like our chances against Denver, like as he's played well against them. That would make this even a thirteen and three team, possibly.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean. It- that's impressive. I got to give credit. Okay. Well, it, I mean, because I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Luck's stats right now, and uh, Luck came in just 11 of 5 is his thing. 11 of 5, 11 of 5, 11 of 5. So boom, boom, boom. 11 of 5 is we, what, we, what we do as is, is Andrew Luck. Uh, then he had the injury last year, so they, they were derailed. And then this season was obviously disappointing for them uh, with everything that was going on. Luck's third year, he led he 40 touchdowns. 40 touchdowns right out of boom. Just right on the table. Put his dick out on the table. Said, this is who I am. And how many picks has Luck thrown throughout his career? Uh, he's thrown 68 interceptions throughout his career. His first season, he threw 18, 18, 9, and 16 for it for his uh, interception total for his first three years. We're gonna go with uh, Carr, who threw 12, 13, and six, but he, he's not throwing. 40 touchdowns. He's got 21, 32, and 28. Oh, that, oh, Some
0: of that goes back to the fact that Carr does have an impressive uh, and functional running game that... Um, and remember also, his first year, it wasn't Del Rio uh, in there. That That's was fun. still a different uh, different um, system completely. Del Rio's system has only been the last two years. Um, I, I hasn't had the same coach... I'm not saying he he has. I'm just saying I just want to clarify for Carr. Rookie year, it was, you know, Allen in there. It was terrible and whatnot. I see Carr's ascension, including coming back healthy. He had a successful surgery and whatnot. I see him winning double-digit games next season as well. I see him possibly putting up 30 with seven picks or so, uh, 30 TDs, I mean. And I see him continuing to dominate this AFC conference.
1: I, I just a lot of bold predictions just off one small sample size of a year. Uh, I saw impressive strides in his second
0: year. The first year with Del Rio, still new system, you know they were in it up until that last week of the season to make the playoffs last year. You know, I, I gotta give credit. I, I do. You know now if luck. If luck bounces back, regardless of, you know, this and that, and will they have a good draft Is they running back to old? Oh, no liner. If luck bounces back and shows me that he can uh, play at the level he did in his second or third year with maybe less picks,
1: you know. He's got no choice. Tr- I mean, he threw 13 picks this year. Um, we make 13 sound like it's some egregious number. I saw the game where they played against Oakland. I mean that, that that was a very telling
0: game late in the season for me, where luck with his offense and with him at the helm being down and should have thrown, blah blah blah, was down thirty-three to seven at the third quarter, very early in the third quarter.
1: So you know Carr was out there flexing on him. I'm just saying. You know, it's. it's, I mean, it's like I said. It's a obviously Oakland's a much better team than than Indianapolis. But when you're down by three or four
0: touchdowns,
1: you're going to air it out, and I expect for you to, you know, really do impressive stuff. When you throw 41 times and complete 17 passes against Kansas City and can't do shit in a one possession game, Kansas City's have to have Oakland's number. I
0: I have never argued. Where's where's his clutch gene? Oh, you could see it when they played. I
1: mean, it. We didn't see it. We didn't see it. We didn't see one drive against Kansas City. You
0: could see it when they played against Denver and beat them last year as they won the Super Bowl. You could see it when they played against Carolina. You could see it when they played against. Uh, Sorry, this year or last year? I wonder, where, where is the You could see, see it when they played against Denver this year. You could see it when they played against
1: New
0: Orleans. You could see it when they played against a number of opponents. All 12 of their wins, Carr had very, very good number. So
1: what's the most impressive win on Oakland's schedule this year?
0: I would say the most impressive for me as a fan is going to be the one that they had in Oakland against Denver uh, because it's a division opponent, um, because they're the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. I thought that that was the most impressive.
1: Uh, I find it comical that Oakland has one win against the playoff team, but we're calling this man... Mr. Clutch, he, he, the only win against a playoff team he has was against Houston, if, and that's just by default. I, I consider he's their playoff, playoff team, which um, was sort of borderline questionable if they should have even won that game because they got a lot of assistance from lasers in the crowd. Hey, those Mexican
0: <laughs> fans came out hard for Oakland. It wasn't their
1: fault that they had the laser show. Because it looks like a candy-coated schedule. Uh, New Orleans ain't shit. Uh, that's a losing team. Wait, well, like, so, how is that Oakland's fault? <laughs> how, how does well, Oakland if, have responsibility? If we're, if we're going around saying that Carr made these strides, it's such a great quarterback this mm-hmm. year and everything, and they played, they have one win against the play. time they win against any competition that was playoff worthy, top top level, nothing. when they
0: beat Minnesota, who was at at the time was five and zero, when they beat oh. Baltimore, when they beat Baltimore, who at the time was undefeated. I mean, let, let's. It's easy I, to go. I don't see Minnesota on the schedule. Uh, Minnesota, Minnesota. No, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore, they beat. Um, hold on, I'm, I'm looking this up for uh, us. At,
1: we got we got New Orleans week one, losing team, Atlanta lost, Tennessee eight on no playoffs. Bal- oh, yeah, there's Baltimore. Yeah, the, Baltimore. Uh, yeah there's a the Baltimore game. Uh, Baltimore Who was undefeated at the time. That's so, so was Minnesota. I'm oh, just we're saying... Undefeated at 4-0? Can we, can we look to see who was undefeated at 4-0 hey, in,
0: the, in, the, in, the, in the league? They were a tough team at the time. I don't care what happened after no, we're we talking
1: beat about, them. We're talking about 4-0, like 4-0 means something I'm and everything. Just i mean, the, the Giants were, what, 1-3 at, at, at week four? given credit for for starting off 4-0. That, that's comical right there. Uh, then we had the uh, the Mighty Chargers, another loss against Kansas City, Jacksonville, Tampa, uh Denver, uh to Houston, Carolina. That I don't see any impressive teams on here that they beat. No impressive teams? No impressive teams on here that Carr beat to get this magical uh, come-to-Jesus moment about him being the fucking best thing since the microwave. I don't see it, and it's not on here. You're so only, I don't know what you even going to try to look up. You're only as
0: impressive as any given Sunday who you play, you can't affect the schedule. I don't know how you expect Carr to magically change the schedule. I, and have teams I expect live. him not to
1: shit the bed against Kansas City. That's what I expect. That's the one team in the AFC that they played that uh, that they didn't beat. And, the, yeah, when when uh when it was his clutch moment in the in the lights to shine on Thursday night to lock up that division, they he failed miserably. He looked shook. Kansas City has the Raiders' number.
0: I've said that. Five times. Get better. But, but nobody better. else. Nobody else in the
1: entire AFC yeah. has beat them. Be, with the for Clark. And, and Andrew Luck getting... beat him in the playoffs. That's that's who that's who Luck beat in the playoffs on his on his magical comeback. Not this year, obviously. Not last year, obviously. Well so you talk about he Kansas City for the this is they got the magic number. Kansas City's goddamn purple dragon can't be defeated. Kansas City, Kansas City loses games? I've seen Kansas City lose games. Kansas City does lose games. Why can't Carr beat his division opponent? Uh, he will
0: beat his <laughs> division opponent. I'm sure I haven't eventually. And he has. has done very well against the Super Bowl champs, Denver. So, you know, to, 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 discredit, <laughs> to discredit the one and only team in the AFC that beat them, uh, the Raiders when it comes to KC, sorry, and then ignore Denver is – very
1: disingenuous, but I see what I, you're I doing I just hear soul for real. I just hear candy rain. <laughs> <laughs> With schedule, I mean, they, they got this candy-coated uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee, hey, Houston the, gauntlet that they had to do. And then they had to do the, the, the New Orleans, Carolina
0: so, gauntlet. So we're just going to say that road games uh, in the NFL are easy then, right? It, it depends on who you play.
1: depends on who you play. I know going to the road in Jacksonville ain't the same as going.
0: I know this historically, teams that are on the west coast traveling on the road to an eastern time zone typically have lost okay by a much higher percentage. So, So, when we were road games in in Jacksonville, when, when we were at Tennessee, when we were at New Orleans, when we were at, uh, Jaguars, when we were at the Bucks, when we were
1: at. You the- count New Orleans as an East Coast trip. Hey. New- First of all, New Orleans is in the central time zone, so hey. scratch that. It's Tennessee six hours was- away on Tennessee. Tennessee's in, in a central time zone, so scratch that. So you got three games on the East Coast. And uh, I don't know what time those Tennessee is in. pretty goddamn close. Tennessee ain't much further away. In Tennessee, we're going to pull out a goddamn map. because Pull I don't- out that map. You can drive from Atlanta, which is Eastern Coast, uh, to Tennessee. Nash, I'm going to go out on a... Tennessee is west of the Mississippi. You better bust out your geography. Ten- you
0: you, ten- you smoking. am I'm, I'm just saying they are a team the in
1: house. the southeast region that takes... Tennessee's in the Midwest. I'm considering Tennessee Midwest. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tennessee from Oakland
0: is going to be a five-and-a-half to six-hour flight. Is it not to Tennessee? a direct flight over there? It's not going to take three hours. It's, it's not going to take two hours. It's about a four hour, three and a half to four. It's further than Texas, and Texas is at least four. It's, it's barely further than Texas. God,
1: does, 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 does Tennessee touch the Atlantic? No. It does not, but I tell Tennessee you Tennessee is what. two states away from the Atlantic. You got to go through Tennessee and then go through Virginia to get to the Atlantic. Georgia... Which does touch the goddamn
0: Atlantic? You could drive from Atlanta to Tennessee very easily. Yes. Very easily, and that's in the Eastern Time Zone. It's right there. I'm just saying
1: that's the equivalent of it's two hours. It's it, in that Central Time Zone. Oh Jesus! They, in the Central Time Zone, we are derailing like rapidly down a rabbit hole. Stitch does not want to give any credit. To a
0: twelve and four
1: team, you just making up these these excuses. You're just coming up with old ninja type excuses <laughs> for why 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 they ain't good at, and why they haven't played anyone impressive. Hey, oh, now
0: he's looking up at his map while while we speak and yeah. while we argue. But while he does, you can see that they're they are very close to the Eastern Actually, Time Zone. It is split,
1: and I don't know. Yeah, where tennis, of- the state of Tennessee is split. Okay. Most of it is in the Eastern time zone. No, most of it's in the Central time zone. I just don't know which one of these podunk counties. Yeah, 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 whatever. Anyway, (laughs) let's go on. Let's go on.
0: Um, You wanted to get in. Uh, I know you're a big Michigan fan with Harbaugh and
1: whatnot. (laughs) Let's hear it. Um, Yeah, they lost their bowl game. It sucks. I get a quick little review. Um, amazing tight game. It was, uh, it sucks because Jeril Peppers was uh, a last minute scratch. He was a Heisman, uh, finalist. Um, pulled his hamstring during warm-ups, which really, really sucked. He was up in the booth, right? Yeah, they put him in the booth, uh, for the game, which was, I mean, he's all over the field, plays linebacker, safety, uh, put him at running back, receiver, corner. He played uh, a shit ton of positions this entire year, and um, it really hurt him on defense because Dalvin Cook, who's an amazing running back for Florida State, uh, had a had a day. Um, yeah, he he really was. Um, the game still was came down to the last uh, play, and it was uh, the most uh, exciting bowl game I watched this season so far. True, and uh, they lost. I heard a lot of crazy stuff going on because the Niners replaced their coach today on uh, local radio about. Uh, the Harbaugh effect and blah blah blah. These idiot announcers on uh KNBR are just saying, uh, going to town trying to slander Harbaugh and all kinds of dumb shit, which uh made no sense because Harbaugh is
0: one of the most winningest coaches in NFL and college football in recent history.
1: Yes, I'm
0: I'm not a Harbaugh fan per se because he's never coached one of my teams, but you Mm -hmm. cannot take away from that man. I'm gonna say quickly while Stitch grabs some water, uh. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, I know the rule was, has been in effect for a while. If an extra point gets blocked, like it did in that game against uh, with Michigan and mm-hmm. Florida State, and you happen to pick it up and run it back, bullshit, that's only two points. <laughs> At minimum, that should be three or five points. I would say to be consistent, it's that so is hilarious.
1: a fucking touchdown. It's so hilarious when that shit happens. Because I and actually it was funny because it's happened twice for Michigan this season. Um, one was to close out the game against Michigan State. Um, but it's so funny because everyone is sort of screaming and, and trying to like think, all right, what, what does this mean? How many points does this count for and everything? So most people are kind of confused by, by it because it doesn't happen. It's, it's starting to happen a, a little bit more frequently um, we actually saw it in, in the New Orleans Denver game uh, where it was blocked and ran back. But it's a it's a massive, game-changing, momentum-playing cha- play when it does fucking happen. It, Especially on a kick. It's too exciting,
0: NFL and college football, it's too exciting when, when that rare event happens to only reward that team that did it with a couple points. Yeah. If you want extra points to matter, which they should, mm-hmm. give them the six because... To my, and you stop me if I'm wrong, because I might be talking out my ass. If it was a field goal,
1: six.
0: Yeah. And that person blocks it, six. You pick it up and run it back, that's six points, right? And then you kick the extra and you get seven. Yeah. Why in the fuck isn't it the same way? I mean, be consistent, because in a sense, an extra point, there's no difference between an extra point and a field goal besides you get one point for one and three points for another. Yeah. So I I don't get it. Uh, you someone with a much bigger brain than I am <laughs> will have to explain the logic there. I actually still say safety should be worth more than two points too, but that's for a different day. Because yeah. um, safeties are fucking exciting and yeah. amazing. I give kudos to Harbaugh. I give kudos to Michigan. Um, I think they still had a stellar year. Florida State was a very good team. Uh, you know, they barely missed the the playoffs. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, um, it's but Bama versus Clemson Bama versus Clemson is going to be interesting to watch I I guess I'm pulling for Clemson Because I'm tired of this whole Bama shit It would be a nice upset And if anybody can
0: do it I would say Clemson has the best shot
1: Yeah, Thank Clemson looked really uh, dominant During their bowl game versus Ohio State They uh, put the, the beating down on them Definitely
0: um, So we'll see, that's in about a week mm-hmm. All right you want to go to hoops?
1: Yeah, we can uh, touch on hoops. We, uh, obviously, we play off football coming into more uh, topic dominant. But oh, yeah. um, touch on some stuff going on basketball-wise. Uh, obviously, uh, James Harden has been doing his thing.
0: Shout out to Professor Dankenstein, who, who will certainly listen to this. Uh, Harden last night did something that's never been done in yeah. NBA Was history. four or something, yeah? 50-plus points, 15-plus assists. 15-plus rebounds. The man was balling. It was against the shit-ass Knicks. Oh, okay. So I'll put in a little asterisk, a small asterisk by it, but I can't take credit away from this man. Um, he's answered the bell mm-hmm. when it comes to his criticism. Uh, we've talked about Harden the last few years as being a, a very talented, um, talented player who played no defense and didn't have an all-around game, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and who got to the line maybe more than he even deserved yeah. and scored a bunch of buckets, but didn't offer much else. Mm-hmm. He's proving those critics wrong in a lot of ways. Houston is playing very well. They may get the third seed in the Western conference, which is a no small feat. We'll see, you know, the season still has to shake out. Right. They've beaten the Dubs, you know, at home. Um, they are for real. They're more for real than the fake ass Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, uh,
1: the gold is, is, uh, Falling off of the uh, the Clippers, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I like Houston. I want to see what they do against San Antonio after the All-Star break. You know? But Houston is playing excellent ball. They're shooting threes. Harden is leading them. The other impressive thing with Harden is he's getting a high number of assists.
1: Yeah. And I didn't see him as somebody who could do that. No. Uh, I probably need to watch some Houston games to get some uh, – some insight to see just how what's going on with that entire team. I just haven't got a chance to really watch uh, much of Houston. Um, But whatever that, that uh, D'Antonio is doing uh, it's, it's working.
0: It's working very well. Yeah. Um, The Clippers, as we speak and record Mm -hmm. 22 and 14 right now, seventh seed in the West, this was a team that was supposed to compete with the Warriors. Yes. They had Blake Griffin go down I don't give a fuck about any of that bullshit. You know, Doc Rivers likes to talk, uh, <laughs> talk, talk shit so about lot. the Warriors, likes to talk shit about other teams in the league. Where are you at, Doc Rivers? Yeah. Don't let this team miss the playoffs. That was a problem. Regardless of Blake Griffin, I don't care how old CP3 is, don't let this multi-million dollar franchise in LA Miss the playoffs with all this hype and talent around them. Right. Oh, I will be talking some big shit in yes. um, But they are a train wreck. They have won three of their last 10 games, and they are in free fall form. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm going to give credit. Sorry, I, I keep uh, but I'm going to give full credit to another team. Surprisingly, amazingly, the Sacramento Kings, if the playoffs were to fucking start today, yeah. would be in the playoffs as an eighth seed. Um, we always talk shit about the West, uh,
1: Eastern Conference versus the Western coaching Conference.
0: Coaching that team? Uh, that is a fucking good question. I don't even know. We'll have to look that up and get credit for it. But you know, and e- they're they're playing pretty good ball. They won six of the last ten. You know, I don't know if it's fool's gold. Or, yeah. I don't know exactly who they've played. Right there, neck and neck is Denver Nuggets, who Mile High Blurred wanted us yeah. to talk about a couple casts ago, and we put out of contention <laughs> you know.
1: yeah here they are playing long. well it's a lot of basketball I mean we sort of got to the point where uh, I mean basketballs starting to take over the uh it's, I mean after Christmas day is normally when I start uh, paying a lot of attention to basketball and, and after New Year's uh, so uh, basketball seasons again ramped up we're starting to see the true identities of some of these teams yeah uh, they start to really play get a more of a balanced schedule rather than like the first month where they might have a light schedule. We're starting to see uh, teams go on those extended like road trips and everything and and uh, sort of get their first go-around at some of the uh, other elite teams in the league. So uh, we're starting to see who's legit, who's improving, who's declining. And um, it's, it's just sort of just interesting to watch that whole play out. Well, I'm also going to say this, too, really quickly. You
0: have – You don't have to rely on scouting reports from the summer or last year. Right. Now that the season has gone on. You have scouting reports about teams right now. Yeah. You know, and what they're doing. Obviously, we talked about Houston. There's a big change in James Harden. You can't compare the scouting report last year to what he's doing this year. Exactly. So this is where the money or the rubber meets the road. Uh, The All-Star break is still about a month and a half away, but we shall see. I'm going to give another piece of credit. The Utah Jazz who I didn't see making the playoffs worth a damn, mm-hmm. or in the fourth seed in the West. Okay. Um, let me say that again. The Utah oh. Jazz, who had some young talent, they're playing right are 21 and 13. I mean, they're right behind Houston, to be honest with you, um, and, and ahead of the Thunder and ahead of Memphis. You know, veteran teams that we already saw making the playoffs. Right. I give them credit. That's, that's much respect to that. Yeah. East Coast. Oh, boy. Cleveland's still going to be Cleveland. Yeah. They won the Christmas, game, Christmas Day game against the Warriors, came down to the last play. I don't know why <laughs> people keep doubting Kyrie. I, I really don't. Bron's going to do his Braun Bron thing. Kyrie is that dude.
1: Yeah.
0: He's not afraid of the line. <laughs> He's not afraid to take big shots. He's not afraid to dance on these hoes and, and drive. You gonna spell his name correctly? <laughs> and Kyrie is quickly ascending to top point guard in the league,
1: in my opinion. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's if he's not one or two, he's he's there. We're gonna talk about stuff.
0: You can maybe put Harden as a point guard now. You can obviously put Westbrook in that conversation. Kyrie still has something to fucking say. Yeah,
1: he's uh he's got a. It is a nice chip on his shoulder. Whatever he's using to motivate himself, because uh, he it, and it's funny because it's like these, especially with some of these point guards, they just have this attitude, this whole swagger that they have to them when they're playing, just playing angry or, yep. and mad. I mean, you obviously see it with Westbrook because it's just written all over his face. Uh, but uh, most athletic
0: point guard in NBA history,
1: yeah, for
0: Westbrook. I'm just he, gonna...
1: yeah, I think. Hmm. We have to maybe think of some Iverson type stuff because he's. Oh, I put Iverson may have been a hair faster.
0: Couldn't jump. Couldn't, uh, you know, actually.
1: I could. I would, drive like this guy could. Yeah, and I, I, Finish. Yeah. I would put him above Iverson because Westbrook's gonna yak it on you. Yeah. I, I'm just
0: gonna. Iverson would get a dunk every now and again early in his career, like first four years in the league in Philly. Yeah.
1: Westbrook is slamming it fucking down yeah. by power forward yeah. on motherfuckers. This is true. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that completely. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they've just been playing mad and angry, and it, it's great. Whatever's motivating Kyrie or whatever he's got in his head and, and saying during warmups ups to get him ready to go on the court, it's working. And uh, they get teams need to figure out a way to stop that because he seems to be – I mean, it's still LeBron's team, but – Kyrie seems to be a vital spark plug. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to go and say he's the heart of the team. but well, Bron Braun is still the heart,
0: and it goes through him because I have seen Cleveland teams with a healthy Kyrie and no Bron braun, braun mm-hmm. two years ago, you know, or a few year, or three years ago, whatever it was. even though Kyrie was young, he was still the same player, and those weren't playoff teams. right. So, I'm still going to say it's Bron Bron's team. Kyrie has improved drastically these last three years. And I just, I have to give him a wink and a nod and say, I see you out here balling, Uncle Drew. Yeah. Toronto surprised me. They've hung in there. Yeah. I still don't know if they could beat Cleveland. I'm not willing to go that far. But I think they got a better chance than anybody else in the Eastern Conference.
1: I, I mean, yeah. It always seems to be Toronto's just a, Toronto can just push themselves to get over that that hump in the playoffs and actually close out a series uh, versus one of these elite teams uh, like Cleveland. That always seems to be the the issue with with them. They're only two and a half back from Cleveland, Yeah. so they're they're keep following suit
0: and keeping pace. Yeah. Now I know I'm hard on this team. I know I am, but I still got to give another update on the ain't shit as. Indiana Pacers oh, and their, their floor general, their leader, <laughs> Paul George. Hmm. I, I really want this dude to prove me wrong. I, I want to say that. I don't want to be just a hater or whatever. But he cries more than Boogie Cousins. Oh, I mean, literally, he, we don't hear about as much because he's playing in Indiana, not New York, not Chicago, not L.A. But he cries to the papers. He cries to the league. Doesn't get the calls. Doesn't get the respect. Wah, fucking wah, wah, wah. Paul George needs to fucking nut up and showcase something. Right now, because the Knicks and, and Chicago Bulls are some of the most ancient shit-ass teams, <laughs> by default, they would have the eighth spot right now by a hair in the Eastern Conference and just be the the sacrificial lamb to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round. But don't let this team miss the playoffs, you know, in the East, and then you want to talk about the face of 2K and Paul George, you know? You, You're
1: in your video game.
0: Well, I'll give you real life since you don't like video games. Did uh, my boy um, uh, Clay put up 60 points on the Pacers in he, three quarters? He I go, yeah, he did. Where was Paul George with that incredible defense and all-around play when Clay was out here scoring 60 in three quarters
1: on their ass? Clay's... Can put up points. We know this. Why are we, why are we, why are we acting on why are we acting all surprised that Clay can fucking light up light up a, a score sheet? You tell me, you're a you're a Mamba fan. I'm a
0: much I'm a Jordan fan. You gonna tell me that either of those players gonna allow someone to go for 60 and three-quarters on the ass? I don't see it any way possible. I also you're going going to modern day, I don't see that happening against. KD. I don't see that happening against Westbrook. I don't see that happening against Harden. I don't see that happening against Kawhi. I don't see that happening against Braun Braun, obviously. I don't see that happening against any of the elite players and talent in the league where someone's going to go off for 60 and three quarters on their ass. There's no way possible. I,
1: we don't, I don't know the X's and O's on what their strategy was that day. Oh, I tell you what, <laughs> even if this
0: was a goddamn pickup fucking game, you gonna let some dude score sixty and three quarters? Someone needs to say if you're the captain of the goddamn team, you say, "Hey, fuck with the coach so saying. Would it switch a,
1: out." Would it have been I different? It. Would it have been different if it had been Steph dropping the sixty, or if it had been Durant dropping the sixty? You got it. No, for for
0: my money, if you got any pride in your goddamn self as a basketball player, this is your profession. You are gonna say, "Okay, look here." You may have hit. You may go for thirty. You may even go for forty. You ain't gonna put up sixty goddamn points
1: on my ass three, in, in, in three quarters. You Got three of the top seven to ten players on the same fucking team. But only one person is dominating with the hot hand. Where is where's the pride where you
0: say I'm going to nut up? I'm gonna pound my chest like King Kong and say you are not going
1: to score and embarrass me yeah, like this over the, and over again. If the coach says to shut down the red. And, and homeboy, that he's, he can only go on one person at a time. There's
0: a difference between Durant going for his usual or Steph going for his usual 30 or 28 or whatever, or 32, and going for 60 and three quarters. There's a mountain of
1: difference. Maybe it it's poor coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. Maybe it's poor coaching. <laughs> Paul George ain't shit. Oh, man. He just ain't. Yes. Um, really quickly, I know we, we didn't touch upon it and we, we talked a lot about football um, Niners had a terrible season
1: Yes, I know you're
0: a Niner fan
1: They made some changes Do you like these changes and where do you think they need to go? They're necessary changes It's not really if I like them or not They're mandatory necessary necessary changes uh, If you were going to leave the horrible era And it was a shitty fucking dumb decision Um They needed to do it in a much better way. It was. It's the Niners are toxic right now, Mm. and um, if you are a coaching candidate or even going to interview, like I don't see how the Niners are are a desirable job even Mm -hmm. to take. Um, There's no sense of job security. There's uh, no talent either. There's no talent. There's no sort of them showing to be functional as a, a franchise. So unless you are just hoping to get a job. And just hopefully do something with it and just be like, hey, I got a, I got a, a head coach resume I can put and, and, a, and add to it. There's nothing that's desirable about coaching for the 49ers right now. So if you don't know, just to spell it out, Chip Kelly got fired. Yeah, after no, one year. No really big surprise. And then uh the GM. Yeah, Bulky. Uh, well, he should have been gone pretty much. He's the one that assembled... He's been with the, the team for a while, and he's made some questionable draft pick moves and decisions uh, in roster just judgment calls, which have uh, sort of been plaguing the 49ers uh, as of late. I mean, there's no talent on that roster. I mean, Bowman's great, but Bowman's hurt and injured. Yep. Um, I think Kaepernick gets a lot of grief on his sitting decision, and people are completely faded by his... He had a really good season this year. He had a His quarterback rating was Hmm. 90.6. He finished the year with 17 touchdowns and four interceptions. I didn't know that. Cam Newton had 18 touchdowns and 13 interceptions this year Hmm. and had a 76 QB quarterback rating and played in three, no, four more games than than Kaepernick. So Kaepernick Hmm. only played in 12 games. You have Cam Newton who played in 15 or 16 games and essentially had a worse season who was the MVP last year. So – I, I, I'm going to put an asterisk
0: by that, and, and it's not to throw shade at the already terrible season the Niners had, but I want to illuminate this. Sometimes those numbers for QBR can be deceptive, and what I what I mean by that very clearly is when your team is down big, the running game is out the window. Yeah. And the teams are either going to bring pressure pressure on you like you know all out blitzes or whatever or and thus leading to open routes over the middle or whatever or they're going to be in a laid-back prevent defense that is a little bit more accessible to getting some big yards and putting up big numbers yeah um that's not shade that's just saying there's sometimes an asterisk when you see a high qbr or a a touchdown to interception ratio on a team that's losing and their their starting quarterback having what looks like on paper a, a pretty good year, but when you're down by three or four touchdowns,
1: you can put up false numbers sometimes. I mean essentially the talent around him's still trash. Yeah. It, I mean these exactly. these top receivers like Jeremy Curley, Quentin yeah. Patton, just yeah. nothing of, of substance. So they need uh I uh, hear McDaniels is getting interviewed, which will uh, be interesting because it'll be his second go-around. He's the guy that drafted Tebow at quarterback. Good oh boy. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. He's sort of come from the Bill Belichick tree. And then a lot of people right now are talking about Gropop. I can't even pronounce the name. The the quarterback from the Patriots, uh, Jimmy Gropopolo, the one that filled in for, the, oh. for Brady. I'm hesitant about that uh, because it seems like these people that come from the Patriots are damaged goods. Uh, people got hyped up on Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere to be found. People got hyped up on Ryan Mallett. He's nowhere to be found. When Belichick is done with somebody, even though on paper they, they still look talented and
0: blah, 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 most of the time yeah. the history has shown Belichick has made a good decision. Wasn't a popular decision, but a good decision, whether on offense or defense to let that player go.
1: Exactly.
0: Or that, or anybody else go. Uh,
1: that's I think all we have time for today. Yeah, um, like I said, we'll keep. Uh, if you got questions you want to throw at us, uh, hit us up on Twitter. My uh, handle is uh, hey, it's Stitch uh, at h e y i t s s t i t c h, and I'm at Cthulhu's Prodigy. C t h u l h u s uh, P R O D I G Y. It's a long one, man. Yeah. I, I gotta shorten that up. Uh, so hit us uh, hit us up with some questions. Uh, Professor Malahad Blurred, uh, Stu Dirty Stu. Hit us up with some questions. Yeah, what you want to hear us talk about, uh, what your playoff uh, playoff predictions are, even for this upcoming weekend. Let us know, and we'll see if you're right, if I'm wrong, and uh, we'll get back to you soon. Uh, our next cast will let us let everyone know how a uh, wild card weekend worked out. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Thank right. y'all. Mamba, Mamba out. Peace. <laughs>